Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Sunday, everyone. It is December 18th, 2016. This is Candace Frederick, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kimberly Renee. How are you, Kim? I'm great. How are you? Happy Sunday, everyone. I'm well. So this is our last, our final podcast of the year, so we're going to make it a really good one. We're going to do our annual eagerly anticipated Cinnamon Noir um, awards, which really recognizes our picks of the best and worst films of the year. Um, we're also going to talk about a couple of really great headlines that came across um, our desk, so to speak, in the last week or so. Um, and also all the awards hoopla that, um, you know, like the NAACP Image Awards, Golden Globe, SAG. So we're just going to talk about um, some of the um, honorees that are being recognized um, on the nominations list. So without further ado, we're going to get started on the news segment. Um, and so something that I remember us talking about a really long time ago, I think we were dreamcasting. Um, right. And one of us had said, um, oh, um, making good would be really good as Pam Greer, and I think the intention was that she would play she would play Pam Greer in like a biopic or something like that. Mm-hmm. But all that to say, news came came across uh, last uh, week sometime that she that Making Good will be starring in a Hulu series, Hulu original series that is basically a TV reboot of Foxy Brown, which of course stars Pam Greer. So, Kim, I'm gonna start with you. What do you think of the news? I love it because as soon as I heard it, I was like, we predicted this kind of, sort of. Like, <laughs> right. We said it. I can't remember whose idea it was, though, but I was like, yeah. nothing was said. We were all on mm-hmm. board, and uh, someone <laughs> was listening, and they were like, let's do it. So I think like, oh, yeah, that's all like geniuses. Right, exactly. <laughs> I think it's perfect. I um, I don't have Hulu, but I am willing to get Hulu to support this. Um, I love mm-hmm. Megan Good. I think she would be amazing. She's had so many series that I've watched, and for some reason they just keep getting canceled, and I don't understand why, because she's great. But I'm very yeah. excited about this. And I feel like, you know, with Hulu and Netflix and all this, not 100% about the ratings, so hopefully she'll mm-hmm. get a, a good run out of this. So I'm excited. 
Yeah, I was literally it's so funny when this when I saw this come across my Twitter feed, I was just like, seriously, someone has been trolling cinema in noir and trying to get our ideas. But exactly. I'm happy for it nonetheless. Um, I, you know, it's interesting because I know a lot of folks, including myself, is really are really just over the whole reboot phenomenon, and there we're just inundated constantly, literally every day. I think a couple of days, a couple of days ago, I heard Good Times was trying to be rebooted. As well. <laughs> they were trying to reboot um, Good Times, and it was just, you know, things like that. It's just like you get so um, exhausted from hearing about the reboot news. Um, mm-hmm. But I have to say, this in an episodic format um, on Hulu, even though, like you, I do not have Hulu, and I'm always kind of against, you know, because I've had Netflix for so long, and I'm, I just feel like everyone is trying to get you to spend your money on their own platform, and so you're, like, across all these platforms and paying for all these services. So, anyway, that's, like, right. my little two cents. This is my whole reason for not being on anything else except Netflix because <laughs> I, I could literally sign up for something new once a week because something else is right. routing up mm-hmm. all the time. But say, all I have to say, like you, um, Making Good deserves a chance um, because she's had some pretty – like, I think that she's had some pretty – decent TV shows that just don't get the support, which I think it comes down to that. I don't think it's so much the quality, but I do think that it just doesn't get support. Um, So um, hopefully this is going to follow its own path and just have its own success, hopefully. You know, fingers crossed. So Mm -hmm. there's that. Um, The next item under our news segment, this actually sparked so much attention on at least my Twitter feed, Tamika Martin-Green, you know her as Sasha on The Walking Dead, has been cast as um, a lieutenant commander in the new Star Trek movie, Star Trek Discovery. And apparently this character is the lead in the movie, um, which is really, really huge. We, we have not, I don't think, and if Rebecca was here, she would be able to attest to this, I think. I don't think that we have seen in recent history a lead female woman of color in um, any of the Star Trek movies, at least any of the recent ones. So this is really, really huge. I don't have no, um, I have no information, no further information about this character, but I'm just on board just for the sheer, like, OMG-ness of it. So, um, right. Kim, what do you think? Yes, uh, basically everything you said. <laughs> I'm not um, <laughs> a huge <laughs> Star Trek fan, but again, for Samiqua, I'll be willing to give it a chance. Um, <laughs> I think she's great. She's super talented. Um, and yeah, I think I, I think I read somewhere that she is, will be the first woman of color to lead, you know, the franchise. I know Zoe was in the last movie, but I guess she's not a lead. I'm not sure I haven't seen those. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm super excited. I love her, and I haven't watched The Walking Dead in a really long time. But I'm wondering, like, oh my god. Um, yeah, I, you know, after the beginning of this season, I just kind of fell off. So I was just like, my heart is broken. I need some time to heal. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't seen her in a minute, so, so I'm excited. I'm very excited. And I'm going to go back and watch The Walking Dead eventually. I just need a moment to regroup. <laughs> yeah. so I'm excited. It was a lot. Life. It was a lot. They were, they were doing a lot in that first episode, but I have stuck through. <sighs> Congratulations. You are a trooper. <laughs> you are down for the season. I just have not. I have not. Crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. So the final item in our new segment is Nisi Nash, who, again, I have not seen anything that she has done yet outside of just her being on, like, the red carpet uh, of award shows. I've been meaning to catch up with her work. I hear really, really good things. But all that to say, she um, will. She has just been cast as the lead, I believe, in Claws, um, C-L-A-W-S, which is a, an upcoming salon set sitcom which is also going to be executive produced by Rashida Jones, the great Rashida Jones. Um, and I'm just, I'm here for anything Rashida Jones does. And I really do need to catch up on Nisi um, Nash's work. So maybe this is, this is going to be a good gateway for me. Um, so I'm excited about it. What do you think, Kim? You know, Nisi is one of those people that I kind of slept on in the beginning. Like I didn't really <laughs> get it. And then I watched her on Getting On on HBO, which was one of my favorite shows that no one talks mm-hmm. about. And I think she got nominated mm-hmm. for an Emmy twice for her work on that show. Yeah. She was so good. It's like, she was so good on that show. The show is just funny. It's it's kind of quirky mm-hmm. funny, but it was really good. Um, so I'm oh, kind like excited about this. I'm excited about it, and I love Rashida Jones. Um, I know she had another show on TNT, which I can, Andy Tribeca. I watched the first season. Has the second season started already? I so I never watched that show in real time, so I I never even know when it's coming on or anything. I just happen (laughs) to just like binge it sometimes. Um, So I don't even know what season I'm in. Maybe it's all in the first season, but it's 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 really goofy, but it's also really smart at the same time. Like I really like I enjoy it. It's a good like entertaining show. Yeah, me too. So I, I'm not sure. I think I watched, I've been to the first one, so they released all the episodes at once. So I think there mm-hmm. might be a second uh, season that I need to catch up on. But, yeah, so I'm some, excited to see what the two of them put together, like them working together, how yeah. that turns out. Yeah, I, um, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're just, well, from the little bit I do know about Nisi Nash, I was just like, because <laughs> I actually seen her, now that, now that I think about it, I've seen her on um, Scream Queens, which that show is just not great, oh, yeah. but I, I, ended up, <laughs> I end up still watching every single episode. Like, I'll be the first to say, I'm just like, it's not good, but I kind of have seen the entire thing. <laughs> um <laughs> But, and she's really, you know, she's she's entertaining on it. I mean, everybody is a little bit ridiculous, more than a little bit right. ridiculous on it. And she, her, she including. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy to see her in that. And, you know, again, Shuda Jones is just the bee's news to me. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that she's doing, she's acting, she's in front of the camera, she's behind the camera, she's writing, she's producing, like, you know, here for it. <laughs> Right. You know, Scream Queens, I watched the first season, and that's another one that I just completely just did not get into the second season. And I've been, yeah. I think it was on my DVR. It might still be on my DVR. I have no clue. There's so much on there. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and watch it. Because isn't Kirstie Alley on there this season? She is. And um, the original Scream Queen, Jamie Lee Curtis. Right, right. So maybe I'll go back and catch up with that. Yeah, I mean, Maybe. it's not urgent watching. Like, it's, like, it's all, like, there's so many things 
that are great to watch on TV, and that's just not one of them to me. <laughs> but if you can just get around to it, get around to it. If not, that's also fine. It's not like it's not mandated viewing, but um, it's fun. I will say that it's fun. So there's that. <laughs> Um, so we're going to move on to going over or sharing some of our thoughts on the awards nominations that has seemingly been every single day. There's been a new nominee list that's coming out. Um, and this is in not, this is not in chronological order, but we're going to start with the NAACP image awards. Um, and I'm just going to pull up the link right here and put it into, and I'll, and I'll share with you guys on the Twitter feed who are following us, but just a couple of highlights. Um, the nominees for entertainer of the year are Regina King, The Rock and Viola Davis. Again, this is just a few of the nominees and a few of the highlights from some of the categories. Um, Motion picture, we have Fences, Hidden Figures, Moonlight, Loving, and The Birth of a Nation. Um, Outstanding Actor in a Motion Picture. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just, notice- <laughs> I'm just noticing this, and I'm, like, kind of stunned. Um, but it's Will Smith <laughs> for Collateral Beauty. Um, Denzel Washington for Fences. Stephen James for Race. Don Cheeto for Miles Ahead. And Nate Parker for The Birth of a Nation. Um, Outstanding Actress in a Motion Picture, um, Tika Sumter, Southside with You, Ruth Nega, Loving, Angela Bassett, London Has Fallen, um, Madina Nawanga, Queen of Katwa, uh, Tarazi P. Henson, Hidden Figures. And Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture, David Ayolowo, Queen of Katwa, Chiravante Rhodes, Moonlight, Chadwick Boseman, Captain America Civil War, Mahershala Ali, Moonlight, Alano Miller, Loving. I didn't realize that was him. Um, Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture, Monique, Almost Christmas, Lupita Nyong'o, Hina Kata, Viola Davis Fences, Asian Naomi King, The Birth of a Nation, Xavier Spencer, Hidden Figures. Um, so I'll stop there. Um, Kim, what are some of your early thoughts on these nominations? You know, I like the NAACP Awards because we get to see, <laughs> you know, people of color who are often mm-hmm. ignored in the other award shows. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that. That's always great. And I feel like we have a lot of good stuff out there this year. You know, I still haven't seen The Birth of a Nation. Don't know if I will see mm-hmm. The Birth of a Nation. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, just leave that there. <laughs> but I'm very excited mm-hmm. about the other films nominated. Loving was really great. Um, I've heard mm-hmm. amazing things about Hidden Figures and Moonlight and Fences, so I feel like they have some really good things there. Um, the lead actor for Race, that's kind of um, – Interesting there because I haven't heard anything good about the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It. Like <laughs> nothing good at all from mm-hmm. anyone that's seen it, and that's you know mm-hmm. interesting there. Um, mm-hmm. I have one person who saw um, the new Will Smith film and they loved it. You know, Will is oh. generally hit or miss with me, <laughs> but mm-hmm. if you look on, I think the critics that have around Rotten Tomatoes, it's like at a fourteen percent right now. So. 
Oh boy. On the fence about that one. Yeah, that's that's pretty low. <laughs> like that's not even just <laughs> I don't like it. That is I hate it. I hate um, it. <laughs> that's yeah, that that's interesting. Um, and I just mm-hmm. saw Miles Ahead, and, you know, Don Cheadle is amazing in everything that he does, so I'm excited for him as well. Um, let's see. I'm interested, as, so I assume that they're going with Viola as the supporting actress for for Fences, even though I've seen her on Lead Actress and some other things, but that's, I mean, I love Viola. Mm-hmm. She's the best. And she's up there for Entertainer mm-hmm. of the Year, so I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said, I haven't seen Birth of a Nation, but I love Asia Naomi King just in general. She's a friend of Cinema Noir, mm-hmm. so anytime mm-hmm. she gets recognition, I, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I I have some comments on what you were saying. One, um, before I saw Fences, and I haven't done a full review because I'm literally still unpacking it, but I will say that it's extraordinary. <laughs> I love, love, loved it, but um, mm-hmm. I um, will delve into it more um, this week on my blog probably. Um, but you, before I saw it, I thought that, um, I thought it was weird that Viola Davis was um, supporting actress, um, but after seeing it, I was just like, you know, I kind of, I kind of see it as as kind of disappointing actress, especially since um, I have seen some of the the women who are nominated in lead, and yes, yeah, she definitely doesn't have that type of like where the story is kind of built around her. The story isn't built around her character in senses, and I think that's part of the reason why. Um, She's in that category, part of the reason why she's in that category. Um, but she, and she's great in it. She's great in everything. She's great in life, like, you know, right. as we know. <laughs> so, Just in general. <laughs> in general, you know. Um, and so I'm overall just really, I'm, I'm pleased with the nom- nominations. I'm glad that we had some, actually some films that were worth, nominating and so many of them it wasn't like some of them were good and most of them I mean no some of them were or one or two were good and then most of them were bad and they're just being nominated for just being a black person in the film which often happens with feminist (laughs) awards but there's a lot of really strong contenders here and not everybody um, Will Smith, <laughs> but um, okay. Here's the thing: I have not seen Collateral Beauty, so I'm not even going to say anything. But the commercials are really not selling it for me, and mm-hmm. people who I know I know who have seen it just destroyed it. They're just like right. garbage. <laughs> so right. it's very interesting that he made the cut. And I've seen Race. It's not good in so many ways and I actually had forgotten about the movie until um I saw it listed here. <laughs> um <laughs> I I so I I love Don Tito to pieces. He can do no wrong except in Mouth Ahead. <laughs> like I thought <laughs> this is like I was really, really, really just disappointed because I remember like two, three years ago, he's been talking about this. And I follow him on Twitter. He's been talking mm-hmm. about this for a really long time. He got it crowdfunded. It was like a huge coup when he got it. Um, you know, he he made his goal and everything, and 
you know, all, all of the Hollywood politics, politics he had to navigate and everything, you know, it was just like, oh, you know, good for him. You know, Don Cheeto, I can't even believe he had any challenge to get this made. But um, I saw it, and I was just like, what is this? I was so disappointed. I was so, so disappointed because I really wanted, I really, like, needed that movie to be good. I mean, it's Don Cheeto. It's Miles Davis. But I... Yeah, it, it 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 was very messy um, to me, and it was just we have this um, trend, and because they did um, what's his name, uh, Ethan Hawke also did a movie with oh my gosh, why can't I think of her name? You know, the woman who was in Dreamgirls, the remake, um, and she was also in The Purge. You know what I'm talking about. Um, she's British. She was also in um, um, Selma. And I think this is she played oh, Martin Luther King. Carmen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Carmen Jordan. So there is a movie called Born to Be Blue, which is about Chet Baker, and Carmen Jordan plays the Chet, Blake, Chet, Chet Baker's like love interest or kind of wife, lover, girlfriend, partner, um, in it. And that also follows Chet Baker, you know, kind of at this time in his life when he was trying to make a comeback, but also really messy at the same time. Um, so we're seem to be in this trend of just like really great musicians, like analyzing really great musicians at their worst, personally. Um, Miles Ahead was no exception. Born to, to Be Blue was that. Um, and so I don't know. I'm just I'm not. It's, it's not offensive, and like that. That story also needs to be a part of it. But it's just like I wanted more. Like I don't feel at all connected to the musician or the person behind the music. So that's my long-winded <laughs> reason for that. Um, I heart this nigga. And loving everything about loving, I'm I'm really hoping people don't forget that movie. It's it's so it, it's so 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 good and so understated. Um, I'm glad to see Queen of Katra here as well because that is a beautiful movie, um, and uh, Medina as well because she gave really the best performance in that movie and just really just shocked me. Um, Happy to see Tika as well. I um, it's funny because Southside with you, I believe, came out in the summertime, and you know they always say, "Oh, if it comes out earlier in the year, people forget about it." But that one kind of stuck with me. Yes. I don't know, you know, if she's going to be nominated for anything else, but I'm glad that she's recognized here. Me too. I love her. Mm-hmm. Love her a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to point out the television. Um, a couple of things in the television category. The outstanding mm-hmm. comma race, uh, comedy series race might be mm-hmm. the tightest race that I have seen in a very long time on any show. I, mm-hmm. well, Atlanta is like the least of my favorite out of these five that are nominated, <laughs> but it's Blackish, Insecure, Atlanta, mm-hmm. Survivor from Morris, and The Carmichael Show. These are like some solid shows, like legit good comedy right here. Like, I have no clue who will win. I have no way, no way of knowing which way they're going to go with that because that's a really tight race right there. Just wanted to point that mm-hmm. out. I know, um, you know, it's interesting. I actually like a lot of the. I, 
I think it's very interesting to one have the image awards happening right now when we're in like this really, you know, we say we heard this phrase a lot, but we are living in such a really prime like golden age of television. Um, yes. You know, we do. Um, mm-hmm. To the point where I'm literally overwhelmed, so overwhelmed <laughs> yes. by yes. by the amount of choices. It's just like you know, it's just crazy. And so, particularly um, um, with people of color in them. So it's just like you know, I actually so Survivor's Remorse is still. I'm still waiting for that to like come up on Netflix DVD. Um, but I hear really good things, and I know. Um, uh, what is her name? Um, Tashina Arnold. Tashina Arnold is a friend yes. of the show. Um, so I'm just, you know, happy for her, happy for the show. Um, the shows I have seen, I've only seen two of these. Well, I've seen one episode of Atlanta, and I didn't care for it. Um, but I do, I do love Blackish. I do love Insecure. Um, I have not seen the Carmichael show, but I remember you telling me that I should check that out. So I need to check it out. Yeah, I wonder when it's coming back because it feels like it's been a while <laughs> since it's been on. Mm-hmm. But I know it did get picked up for a third season, so hopefully eventually maybe it's a mid season replacement on NBC. Oh cool. Yeah. <clears throat> and even like the outstanding actor in a comedy series is really it's really good. One, I, I do like Donald Glover. I don't care for Atlanta, but I just like that he's getting some kind of recognition because he also he's isn't he the creator or writer or he does some other part of not just being the actor on the show right yeah 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 um, and I liked him when he was on John- Community I know Community is such a weird show but he was so funny on there too so I'm glad he's getting recognition now I I've only seen parts of Community but yes. I agree. <laughs> he, he was funny on that. Um, I also, oh, I forgot that The Rock was on Ballers because that's his show. Um, I could not get into the Ballers, but everyone else, like, so I've shown that movie, like, over the holidays to my, my huge, like, sports-loving family, and they loved it. I mm-hmm. could not get into the show, but they, they enjoy it, so maybe it's just a sports fan thing. Happy to see Anthony Anderson, and I'm happy to see Kevin Hart here. Um, Real Husbands of Hollywood is stupid funny, like so 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 yes. funny. <laughs> so, um, yeah, happy to see him. And of course, I'm just gonna echo what I said earlier about um, Don Cheeto. He's awesome. Um, and also, want to give a shout out to Issa Rae, who just doing the damn thing, really. Right. She is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that both the little kids from Blackish got nominated too. They're so cute. In the supporting yes. uh actor and actress categories. They're they're yeah. too funny. Yes. Cool. Diane, as scary as she is, she's so <laughs> hilarious. So hilarious. And I do also want to uh, talk a little bit about the drama series, the outstanding, particularly the outstanding actor in the drama series. I fell off with Empire like after last season. I was over it, but um, I that's Power is another one that is on it's in my queue. Whenever they get around to sending it to me, um, 
I have not seen Queen Sugar, but I hear a lot of really great things about it. Um, so it's all about Sterling K. Brown and Mike Coulter for me, <laughs> who are, I just, uh, I love them both so much. Right. And I just think as particularly Sterling K. Brown is just, he's been, he is the person of the year. He's, he's, he's like that guy this year. So right. I'm really happy to, to see all his success, like literally just, at least to me, just dropped out of the sky, came out of nowhere and started just slaying immediately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's weird. He was like everywhere all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like he was on, um, when I first saw him was on Army Wives, which was on um, a Lifetime. So it was a bit right. of a dramatic <laughs> mm-hmm. series, you know, overly mm-hmm. dramatic. But I loved it. But it's so cool to see how, like, he had the, the O.J. Simpson thing, and he has an Emmy, mm-hmm. and now he's on This Is Us, which is, like, the best new show of the year. So I'm yep. very excited for him, too. Very excited. Yeah. Um, I also like the, the actress category, too. Um, that's another tough one for me. I haven't watched Empire in a while, um, but I do love How to Get Away with Murder, and I love I still love Scandal. I love Carrie. But I'm all about Journey and Retina right now, because these are two who we don't always get to see nominated, and I'm just mm-hmm. so excited for both of them. Mm-hmm. Well and they're both really, really great actresses. Exactly, yeah. Really great show, too. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So that is that. Um, sorry. Okay. Oh. Um, okay, let's move on to another one. I was going to say something else, but let's move on to another set. Um, Golden Globes. Okay, so there's always some controversy around the Golden Globes, or at least some, you know, a lot of chatter, a lot of chatter. So this is obviously not strictly um, people of color. This is, you know, from the nominated by the foreign press. In Hollywood Press, and um, is, is who, who, and what films they consider um, great <laughs> of the year. And so, um, I will discuss some of these: um, Best Motion Picture Drama, Hell or High Water, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight, Hacksaw Ridge, which I hear is actually really good. Best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy, 20th Century Woman, um, Deadpool, Florence Foster Jenkins, La La Land, Sing Street. Um, best, best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture Drama, Amy Adams' Arrival, Jessica Chastain, Miss Sloan, Isabel Ruther, Elle, This Nega Loving, Natalie Portman, Jackie. Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture Drama, Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea, Joel Edgerton, Loving, Andrew Garfield, Hacksaw Ridge, Viggo Mortensen, Captain Fantastic, Denzel Washington, Fences. Um, I'll stop there for, well, actually, Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture Musical or Comedy, Annette Bening, 20th Century Women, Lily Collins, Rules Don't Apply, Haley Steinfeld, The Edge of Seventeen, Emma Stone, La La Land, Meryl Streep, Florence Foster Jenkins. There for a moment. Uh, Kim, thoughts? Um, well, I have a lot of films to watch, clearly, to get caught up. <laughs> um, but I'm all about Ruth Nega 
and Joel Egerton for loving. I saw that recently, and like you said, it's pretty amazing. Those performances are really great. Um, you know, I knew about the story. I saw the documentary, and, you know, you, when you have a true story, you just wonder how is it really going to turn out. But I think they did an amazing job. It's I won't say it's a perfect film, but it's pretty close in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, I mm-hmm. loved it. So that's mm-hmm. what, where I'm going with that. Um, I do want to see Natalie Portman as Jackie, um, mm-hmm. but I have not seen that yet. And I love Meryl Streep, but I just could not. I was not really checking for a floor in Foster Jenkins. <laughs> I no, saw like, a story about it. <laughs> I saw a story about it on <laughs> CBS News, and I was like, I never thought there would be a Meryl Streep film that I just did not <laughs> care about whatsoever, mm-hmm. but I think we have found it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's where I am with that one. And I do want to see La La Land. I wasn't, um, like, it wasn't must-see for me, but I am think I'm going to eventually go see that because it is a musical and that's kind of my thing. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably mm-hmm. should go see that. And, of course, Denzel for Fences. I saw it on Broadway, so I have no doubt oh, that he yeah. is amazing because it's Denzel. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Manchester mm-hmm. by the Sea is one that I kind of thought I might want to go see, but I'm not 100% sure that I'm there yet. But <laughs> we'll see. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I love Annette Yeah, Jane. I just want her to win. Yeah. Life. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I support, like, I, you know, I... I study at the Annette Benning University. I, you know, pray. <laughs> you know, I just, I just think that she has been putting in good work for decades. That's she end of story. <laughs> and I feel like every time she is like almost there. I love Hillary Swank too, but Hillary Swank just comes in and swoops her thunder. And so I really am glad that Hillary Swank is nowhere to be seen. So this is like the year that Annette might just come through with the wind. I'm 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 crossing my fingers right. Yeah, you know, I if Ruth Nega if they just don't want to give it to Ruth Nega, um yes. Annette Benning, like if Ruth Nega or Annette Benning win, I know that there's some justice in the world. Literally right. anybody else, I'm like, nah. <laughs> but <laughs> those two, like one of them need to win for me. Like for enough enough to, in order for us to get to the promised land, those <laughs> are the two acceptable actresses. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Yeah. Um I do love that they have um recognized Hella High Water, which it's one of those movies that definitely isn't very Oscar-y because it can, it can get pretty bloody in that, but it's a very, very good film. It's not straight drama, although, although there are definitely dramatic elements to it. Um, happy to see Lion. I planning, I'm planning to see Lion on Tuesday, so I'm really, really excited that Dev Patel is part of like conversation again. Um, you know how I feel about Manchester by the Sea, so I will not discuss it any further. Um, <laughs> Moonlight, the same thing. I love it. Um, like I said earlier, Hacksaw Ridge, um, I hear really good things, and I'm, I've am i been very, very, very lukewarm on Andrew Garfield since Social Network. Like, I just don't think that he's done anything really worth anything after that, but supposedly he's really good in this, so we'll see. Um, I don't think that we talked 
Um, the last time we mentioned La La Land on the show, I um, was planning to see it. So I have seen it. Um, it is, so it's interesting, I think, particularly for you, Kim, you've seen a lot of musicals. I've seen a lot of musicals as well. And this movie is really good at reminding people um, of other great musicals. <laughs> Like that. Um, I I don't think like I think if anything that that is kind of a selling point like oh you know it, it's really it's just really good at um, convincing you or encouraging you to see actually great musicals. This one I think is just decent. It's beautifully shot. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that the difference between a decent musical and a great musical is when you can um, remove the actual music and dance and still have a really good narrative. This does not. Um, (laughs) If you get rid of the music and dance, you don't Mm -hmm. have anything. Like there isn't actually Uh. a a story here. (laughs) So that's what, um, that's what's just really, really kind of frustrating about it because it could actually be a, a, a good musical, but it, it's just, I've seen too many other musicals. I think that's part of it. I've just seen too many other musicals that are really, really good to consider mm-hmm. this, you know, you know, um, of that type of esteem. Right. So there's that. Gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha. So Dreamgirls is safe as the greatest movie ever made, musical ever made. I won't be replacing uh, it anytime soon. <laughs> so that, you you're like, whatever. That, but, but if that's the story that you want to tell, I, I say Godspeed. <laughs> Go forth. Um, you're strong, Dreamgirls. <laughs> right, right. Um. 20th Century Women is is um, actually a very it's, I haven't I haven't um, reviewed it yet, but it is very good, and I think everybody should see it. I'll just say that until I'm ready to have like a real conversation about it. But it's very good. Um, happy for Annette Bening. Greta Gar- Greta Gerwig is also in that, and generally mm-hmm. I am not a Greta Gerwig fan <laughs> at all, but she's very good in this, and even better in Jackie. Um, and I know mm-hmm. we're only allowed to talk about Natalie Portman and Jackie for some reason, but Peter Sarsgaard and Greta Gerwig are both really, really good in that. Um, and I love Natalie Portman is just great all the time. She's been putting in another one who's been putting in good work for decades. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm. this is also just a really good year of really strong women performances. Um so, you know, I, I'm, I'd be okay, even though she does seem to be a front runner. I'd be okay with her um, not winning. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. Ruth Mega, Annette Benning, or nobody. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's what it is for me. Um, and I still need to see. I still need to see Miss Sloan because I, I do really, really, really enjoy Jessica Chastain. Um, yeah. Did we talk about TV folks? Um, I just want to shout out. I didn't. I think um, Tracy Ellis Ross got her nomination, and Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. I just had to shout them out because they're mm-hmm. awesome. 
we're mm-hmm. friends in my head, so we got to give my friends <laughs> a shout out. <laughs> and Carrie Watson also got nominated for confirmation, which was that was so long ago. I almost didn't remember it was this year, but um, she was really mm-hmm. good in that. So excited for her as well. Yeah, I didn't love that movie, but she was good in it. I'll say yeah, that. She's awesome. Um, I don't know why, like like you like you, Forrest Foster Florence Foster Jenkins looks like like honestly just garbage to me. But <laughs> you know, like I I don't know. This is like this is kind of one of those films that like folks just didn't say anything about because like nobody wants to say anything bad about Meryl, so they just like don't say anything. Right. But that kind of also pretty informative like you obviously didn't like it and and it just keeps it's like a fungus it just keeps returning and I'm just like why why is this here like we I think we've all kind of unspokenly you know in in unspoken words have identified this as not a movie but yeah I'm also really really oh sorry I was gonna say a show that I haven't seen um but got some nominations Westworld and I didn't know that Tandy Newton was on this, so now I feel like I have to go back and watch it. But, yeah, yeah I just completely missed that. I don't know how I missed the fact that she was on this show. Yeah. Um, I. It's funny. So Westworld is another show that's on my list to watch as, as soon as possible. Um because I hear very, very good things about it, and I know I'm going to love it. I'm, I'm fairly certain I'm going to love it. And the, the one thing I continue to hear every single Sunday on my Twitter feed is how fantastic Sandy Newman is. Like, I just mm-hmm. continue to hear that. So happy that she's getting praise again. Um, also, another shout-out to Mahershala Ali. Like, honestly, I – you've seen Moonlight, right? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, so um, when I first saw Moonlight, I was just like, I wish it had more Mahashala Ali. <laughs> one, one, just to look at him, but two, because he's just, he's, he's not even in it very long. Honestly, he's in one segment of it, but he also, ha- but he also has a very significant part of the narrative. Um, and he just, like, literally it had been, like, an hour since we had seen him, and I'm still thinking about, like, the his impact that mm-hmm. has followed this main character this entire time, and that's just obviously telling of a really, really, really great performance. Um, I'm also happy to see Aaron Taylor-Johnson here nominated for Nocturnal Animals, which I loved. Um, and get the towel. Um... And Zootopia for animated film. I just saw that recently, and it is so good. It's so not what I thought it was going to be. Really? Mm-hmm. I have to add that one. Mm-hmm. Do like, see I want to see Sing that. because it's about a singing competition. <laughs> but I'm usually mm-hmm. not the one who goes and see the animated, but I'm, I'm kind of interested in that. So I'll have to add Zootopia mm-hmm. to the list, too. Yeah. Um. I have, I've had very strong feelings, and I've been very vocal about Elle, but I just really, 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 really despise that movie. Although <laughs> Isabel Pear is just, she's good. It's just that movie is so problematic in its views of um, rape, and it was just, it, it kind of 
glorified rape and used it as a tool for um, revenge fantasy. And I just, that just, that was me very, very wrong. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> that, um, get to the TV series. This is us. I'm very excited about to see This Is Us here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is my answer. And the night, the night of, which I enjoyed immensely, as I did. American Crime, People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story, which is phenomenal. Um, one of those shows that I, I actually have the DVD here, and I would – I. As soon as I get through, like, all the other things I need to get to, um, I want to revisit that. Definitely. Have you Do seen you Divorce like... with um, Sarah Jessica Parker? I have. And I've seen every single episode, not in real time, but um, every single episode. And it's good. It's better than I thought it was going to be. And, you know, at least to me, she's been very hit or miss in Sex and the City. Right. Mostly <laughs> right. Most other things, mostly missed. <laughs> um, but this is a smart show. It's a smart show. Okay. It's kind of kind of a train wreck in that um, it shows. It's a very authentic portrayal of the 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 um, many facets that come with the process of divorce, emotionally, mm-hmm. financially, logistically. So, and she she does really well in that character, that role. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you still watch Shane Again, the Virgin? I do still watch Shane the Virgin. Um, usually not when it comes on, but <laughs> later on in the week. But yes, I do still watch it. Um, and I love Tina Rodriguez. She's so good. Jane is no longer a virgin. Spoiler alert. But the show is, is really great. So I, I love it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, move on to. The, oh, goodness, I have to do this quickly. Um, the Independent Spirit Awards. The, these are honestly my favorite awards of the year. Um, and so I will roughly go through because they're just so kind of all over the these place. These are the good films. films that, yeah, <laughs> right. that. Just these are the good films. Get, get to the point. Get to the point, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Best Feature, um, which is, again, the 2017 Film Independent Spirit Awards, Um Best Feature, American Honey, Chronic, Jackie, which I didn't think was independent, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. Um, best First Feature, the actually I'm going to skip that. Uh, best Director, Andrea Arnold, American Honey, Barry Jenkins, Moonlight, Pablo Lorraine, Jackie, Jeff Nichols, Loving, Kelly Reichardt, Certain Women, Best Screenplay, Barry Jenkins and Terrell Alvin McCraney, Moonlight, Kenneth Lonergan, Manchester by the Sea, Mike Mills, 20th Century Women, Ira Sachs and Mauricio Zacharias, Little Ben, Taylor Sheridan, Hell or High Water, Um, Best Male Lead, Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea, David Harewood, Free Indeed, Viggo Mortensen, Captain Fantastic, Jesse Clemens, Other People, Tim Roth, Chronic, Female Lead, Annette Benning, 20th Century Women, um, Isabel Uther, L, Sasha Lane, American Honey, Ruth Nega Loving, 
Natalie Portman, Jackie. I'll stop there. Thoughts so far? So the wonderful thing about the independent spirit is because these are these good movies that are, you know, <laughs> you know, independent, not these big budget features. But the downside is because I am not in New York or L.A., I have to wait a decade and a half to actually see the vast majority of these films. So I have seen Loving, and that is all. But I will say I'm in yeah, I'm very excited about um, Moonlight. It just came here, so I'm excited. I'm going to go see it this week, actually. I wanted to go see it today, but, you know, life. Um, mm. So I'm very excited about that because I've heard nothing but <clears throat> great things about it. Um, so, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about these. Like I said, I do want to see Jackie. Um, I can say I'm excited about uh, Best First Screenplay in addition to um, – uh, Gina the Jones's Stella Makey was nominated, which I have seen that. It was a good film. Mm. It actually aired on TV One, um, mm. but I am excited about her nomination. And in the documentary category, I've seen these are some films that I've seen and that I have been looking forward to seeing. I still haven't seen the um, oh gosh, the Baldwin film, which I have heard. I am not in Yes, mm-hmm. I want to see that so bad. But I have seen the 13th, Definitely so I'm excited that they got some love for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and OJ Made in America. So, yeah, so hopefully now that these films are nominated, that they will come within, you know, 50, 100 miles. I'll drive to go see a good film. So <laughs> hopefully I'll get a chance to go see some of these. Yeah. Yeah. Um I've seen, I haven't seen all of these either. Um, some of these I actually never even heard of. Um, like Chronic, I've never even heard of. Um, but Tim Roth is in it, so now I'm, like, super interested. Um, <laughs> and so I don't even know what it's about, so I can't even speak to it, but that's happening. Um, um, I didn't know that, ja- I think I might have said that already, but I didn't know that Jackie was um, an independent film at all. Um, Manchester by the Sea, I didn't know either. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And the cinematography of Jackie is is very, very good. It's probably one of my favorite things about it. Um, I'm happy, so happy to see the fits here on the best first feature because that movie, okay, one, that movie is not, to me, it, it's, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't think it was a great movie, but I had such mm-hmm. appreciation for it because it's so outside the box. It's like way, mm-hmm. way, way outside the box. And I believe if anybody, um, or maybe I'm wrong about this, but I thought it was streaming on Netflix, but check me if I'm wrong. Um, I would recommend people seeing it, even if I don't, not everybody's going to like it because it's very kind of weird and quirky, but mm-hmm. I just love that it's here. Um, and I'm, it made me interested to see what um, Anna Rose Homer does next. Um, I really did not like The Witch. I thought it was awful. So there's that. <laughs> um, what else can I say here um, that I haven't already said? Um, oh, Christine. So Christine is a movie that I feel like more people needed to be talking about this year. It came out maybe in September and mm-hmm. just disappeared. And it wasn't it definitely, definitely is an independent film, but so really, it's just really well done. It's really, um, it has a lot to say about journalism, women, 
um, suicide, feminism. It just, it's, it's, I just think it's a very resonating movie that I'm just so surprised hasn't gotten, you know, the attention that it deserves, including Rebecca Hall's performance as the title character. Um, and if, if you guys aren't familiar with the story, um, it's actually based on actual events of um, a, a news reporter, a news anchor in uh, Sarasota, Florida in, I want to say, the 60s or the 70s. I can't remember. But um, very, very, very early on um, in, you know, just women being seen on TV in these types of roles. Um, and she was battling a lot of things. When she was battling things personally, she was battling things professionally because she had to navigate a very male-dominated field of journalism, TV journalism in particular, um, and just being seen as as a serious reporter um, in the age of sensational journalism um, when that was on the rise and particularly women were supposed to be either reporting on that or not even be working there at all. But that was kind of um, what she was constantly in battle because she, you know, to her own um, acclamation, she would, she constantly said, I'm a real journalist, you know, things like that. And um, she basically, I mean, a lot of other things happened, but it culminated, everything that she was going through culminated in her, on air committing suicide and the way that it was done was almost like it was part of a skit like she was going back and forth with her boss about just like you know um credibility credibility as a journalist and and the types of stories that they should run her just constantly being shut down because she's a woman and, and just not being taken seriously and that she should do more sensationalist stories and then she you know, all that culminated in her just saying, well, in the trend of like, you know, sensationalist and, you know, gory and and ridiculous news, I'm going to perpetrate an actual on-air suicide. And she actually did. No telling whether she thought that she was actually going to die, but she did. Um, But this is a true story. I just think Mm -hmm. it's so, so fascinating that any of this actually happened in real life Um, and there's no um, there's no footage there's no public footage of this happening um, but it did happen Um, they the the screenwriter actually attended a couple of um, different um, forums or panels with both Rebecca Hall as well as Craig Shalowicz who's nominated here for writing the film and the director, and they were saying that they had to really kind of, she was very much kind of a loner. She was very much, you know, married to the job. So she didn't have a whole lot of close friends. She was close to her mother. And so they talked to, you know, some of her family members, a lot of the folks that she used to work with. And they, through those conversations, they derived this characterization of Christine. Um, and so all that to say that's my that's my pitch to see Christine. If you guys can right. get to it, definitely do it. Very very good. Um, what else is here? I am very very lukewarm on Captain Fantastic, um, but I love Vigo Mortensen. So mm-hmm. that. <laughs> um, have you? Um, 
seen free indeed? I've never even heard of it until I just said it. Just like I, was, a couple I, was, I haven't ago. even heard of it. I haven't heard of it, but I loved it. And we know Finley is nominated. I was, she was in Middle mm-hmm. of Nowhere, um, Ava DuVernay's mm-hmm. film, and she's on one of those Tyler Perry shows on OWN. So I'm, I'm a fan of hers, but I, I haven't heard of the film at all, which is one of the great things about the Independent Spirit Awards. You always mm-hmm. find something that you didn't know about. So that's awesome. Right. It's true. It makes you want to go back and like catch it, right? Exactly. I'm I'm happy to see Thirteenth here. Really happy to see OJ Made in America and I Am Not Your Negro. Those are such good documentaries. Such good documentaries. Um, so yeah, my my thoughts on that one. I think last but not least, hopefully, just very quickly because this is actually just the same thing as. Golden Globes, <laughs> but pretty uh, much <laughs> right. Um, there isn't anyone new. I don't even know if this is. Did we talk about? Oh, you haven't seen Moonlight yet. Because I was going to say, did we talk about Naomi Harris and Moonlight? But anyway, yes. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's literally the same people. So I don't even know if it's worth right. it. So we'll just say <laughs> yeah, we're, we're fine. Just for the, <laughs> For the screen, for the screen, for the screen actors guild, just see the Golden Globes. Right. So let's get <laughs> literally to the a week later on television. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's get to the Cinema Noir Awards, which you know, drumroll please. Um, we've been talking about this all year. This is again our, you know, the two of our list of the best and worst films of the year. Um, and I'm going to throw this over to Kim. What's on your list? What? Let's start okay. with um. Best. Okay, so my best list, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. There are more films that I liked than didn't like, so that's good. Um, but as I was going through all the films that I had watched, there were a lot of things I just could not remember. I'm like looking on IMDb and like, oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, okay. So um, so I have the 13th on my list, which has been nominated for several awards. So we talked about that great documentary about the 13th Amendment. Um Another documentary, so I am slightly obsessed with Hamilton, the musical. Mm-hmm. have not seen Hamilton, the musical. So the closest thing that I've gotten is Hamilton's America, which is a documentary they did for PBS um, mm-hmm. that aired, I think, back in October. I may have seen it five or six times. I'm not going to confirm that, but I am slightly mm-hmm. obsessed with it. I think it's a really... You know, it makes people who haven't seen the show feel like they kind of seen it. You've been a part mm-hmm. of it. You know, I've listened to the soundtrack a million times. I've read the book about Hamilton. I've read the book about Hamilton, the show. So it, it kind of brought all that together. So it was really well mm-hmm. done. Um, kind of got to see before, during, and a little bit of the after. So that was great. <clears throat> um, I had Lemonade by Beyonce. And I know it's not technically a film, but it's like this extended music video kind of deal, and it did have some theatrical aspects. It was beautiful to watch. Like, you could look at it and not listen to the music, or you can listen to the music and not watch it, so it was very well done. I, I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. Loving is on my list, and we've talked about that. Just a mm-hmm. great film about this true story. Um, the performances are amazing. We're We've already decided Ruth Nega, Annette Bening, mm-hmm. or no one else. So these are the roles. <laughs> right. um, we talked about Southside with you a little bit. Again, it came out this summer. 
Um, I thought that the performances were really great. Um, Tika Sumter, she is one of my faves in my head. We're like BFFs. She follows me on Twitter, so I feel like we have that connection. Um, she played <laughs> Michelle Obama, and it's just this recreation of Michelle and Barack's first date. Um, just great performances. Love the story. You know, we know where it ends up, and it was just kind of cool to kind of see, you know, where they begin. Um, another film, Nine Rides, which was directed by Matthew Cherry. He shot it completely on iPhones. And the movie looks really good. It's a great story. It's just like this guy who's kind of like an Uber driver and just these people that he picks up through the night, and you get a little bit of his story. Really smart film. Um, I saw it at Bronze Lens Festival this year, so I hope more people get a chance to see it. Really great film. Um, what else did I have? I liked Almost Christmas. I saw it a couple of weeks ago. I'm a sucker for a good Christmas movie. I've seen, you know, this Christmas like literally a million times. Um, almost <laughs> Christmas, not quite there, but it was a really good story, and I love the cast. So it was really good to watch that. Um, another one was a documentary I saw on Netflix, Presenting Princess Shaw. She is this oh. singer um, who kind of like put her stuff – well, she's a singer. She had these like YouTube videos – and then this musician in, oh, he's somewhere in Europe. I can't remember where exactly he is. He, like, t- takes these videos from YouTube and kind of adds his music to it and recreates it and gets, like, all these views. And so he took one of her songs and made another video, and he invited her over to perform with him. And so it was just really good to kind of see the struggling artist, you know, kind of get this shine overseas. So it was just a really well-made documentary. Um, and so that's what I had on my best list. So we were talking earlier before we started the show. I was I was talking about how there were a lot of films that I've seen this year that were kind of more middle of the road um, mm-hmm. that I didn't hate, but I didn't I didn't think also deserved on the on the deserved to be on the best list either. So mm-hmm. um, none of those are represented here. Um, so I'll just say my best list is actually kind of longer than than the worst list, but the worst list is legit, and we'll get to that in a bit. But first, I'm going to talk about um, the films that I really thought were the best of the year. Um, and I'm trying; it's pretty long, but I'm I'm going to you know highlight some of them. Um, Michael Jackson's Journey from Motown to um, Off the Wall, which is which was directed or um, by. Spike Lee, and that was, I believe, on Showtime, or it was on a premium channel, and it's very, it's very, very good. Um, I think it's even better than the other, the documentary that came out, like, right after his death. Um, this is a little bit more, you know, when we see documentaries, when I see documentaries on Michael, Michael Jackson, the more recent kind, it's always very... Um, it's very fan based. It's very just like, well, this is what this is the Michael Jackson that I love, and this is the songs that I love. And and um, Journey from Motown to Off the Wall is no different. Um, Spike Lee reiterates that Off the Wall was his favorite Michael Jackson solo film, and so this is just kind of talking about why he thinks that, and also talking about other people or talking with other people who think similarly. Um, mm-hmm. So I definitely encourage you guys to see that. 
10 Cloverfield Lane, it's a horror, um, horror slash just really kind of disturbing um, with John Goodman, who is the nas- a national treasure. <laughs> he's <laughs> yes. he's kind of a villain in this movie, and he's, he's, just, he's really good in it. Um, uh, gosh, I'm, I'm looking at her face, and I cannot think of the woman's face who stars in it, but um, she was in other things that I also can't remember, but it's this is a very good movie that I hope that people, um, and it's funny because people were talking about John Goodman possibly getting nominated for an Oscar for it. It probably won't happen now, it doesn't seem like, but um, I wouldn't hate that. I'll just say that. Um, Bad Rap, which is a movie that I saw actually at the Tribeca Film Festival. Um, that is it's a documentary about um, the um, Asian... Asian rappers who um, struggle to kind of navigate various um, prejudices and narratives in the rap community. Um, and so I thought it was particularly good in one, just a, a narrative that I never really see or hear, just how, you know, both women, you know, both women and men, um, women and men Asian rappers and how they, particularly women, have to, you know, fight just for credibility, you know, among the heavy, heavily um, male-dominated um, industry that is often, in, you know, in, in for, for men, for particularly Asian men in this particular story, were kind of misogynistic toward women. So there was partly that. There's also the... Um, Men, you know, the more popular male Asian um, rappers who were talking about how they were trying to gain um, credibility in a industry that was dominated by black male, black um, black men, and mm-hmm. so how that was just the the stereotypes that they had to overcome in terms of you know Asian Asian men Asian women are just not hard, you know, they're submissive, they haven't experienced X Y Z, and you know. I thought it was really, really interesting um, and, and just well done, honestly. Um, there's a Danish film called Parents that I also saw at Tribeca Film Festival. Very, very good. Um, very kind of disturbing. Um, it There's um, basically, uh, gosh, they're probably middle-aged parents who um, fell into a rut. They had been, you know, together for a long time, and then all of a sudden they find themselves back to being young again. But they find themselves back to being young again, and they have this son who is now the same age as them because they went back in time, and how their relationship completely shifts once they they realize um, the opportunities that are now afforded to them now that they're young again, but also how their relationship with their son also completely shifts. So very, very good. Um, the Eyes of My Mother, I thought, is very good. It's a Portuguese film in black and white, and it's a horror, and it's very um, kind of disturbing um, about a young woman who grows up around death. You know, her her mother's a surgeon, and she is kind of desensitized to death. And once she grows up kind of very unconventionally um, on this farm and actually finally decides to experience social activity 
um, she realizes, or I don't think she realizes, but we realize how her sheltered existence and her very unconventional existence had resulted in her being just really kind of strange. <laughs> and, you know, obviously just not really, while she um, yearns for a human connection, she also doesn't know how to achieve it, and she thinks she, she should achieve it through violence because that is how she's seen it. Um, so anyway, not going to give everything away, but it's very, very good. Moonlight is on my list. Queen of Katra is on my list. Christine's on my list. I Am Not Your Negro, Hella High Water, Julieta, which is the, the, the newest Pedro Almodovar movie. I have Hamilton's America here for all the same reasons as well. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have Loving, 13th, um, OJ Made in America, Nocturnal Animals, um, Hidden Figures, The Handmaiden, um, 20th Century Women, Zootopia, and Fences. I love it. Great look. Yeah, yeah. We did some highlights in 2016. We did. It's funny because I remember last year it was really difficult to come up with things. It was. I didn't even give you the whole (laughs) list. I was just like, let me me just give you a little snapshot. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's on your worst list? My worst list. I like corny movies I'm okay with corny movies I'm okay with you know like those like satire films that are quotes air quotes I think it was trying to be um but anyway 50 shades of black (laughs) Marlon Wayans it was just so ridiculous like it was so ridiculous and I did not see 50 shades of gray but I don't think that if I had seen it it would have made it any better because I feel like it was just it just got kind of hit on all of the major points that we probably saw in all the trailers. But it just mm. wasn't that funny. And I like Marlon Wayans, mm. and I love Callie Hawk. So I was really just like, oh, okay, yeah. So that made my <laughs> list. Um, right along to, now, why go back Uh-oh. for more when the first one <laughs> not that great? Because clearly I'm looking for punishment, and I get sucked in to Kevin Hart and his littleness and his smallness. But, again, it was basically the same film. (laughs) Basically the same film as the first one, and the first one wasn't that great. Um, It had some funny moments, but Ice Cube is not funny. That's one thing. Uh He's not. I love Ice Cube. That's true. He's not not funny, Mm -hmm. like, at all. And even as a straight man, you could have some – some funny moments, he does not. Mm-hmm. And then Tika Sumter was in it, but she was literally at the beginning and at the end. And I was like, that's just a waste. That's that's your money right there, you know. So right. that made my right. list. Um, Netflix documentary, Amanda Knox, and I think we talked about it briefly. Yeah. You know, when you watch a documentary, you want to learn something new, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And you want to get maybe a different perspective this was I'm Amanda Knox. I did not kill this girl, and I'm going to talk about me, 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 and how mm-hmm. horrible this situation was for me. Forget my dead roommate. <laughs> Let's talk about me. Right. I am in pain. <laughs> I am sad. I am not guilty. For like an hour and a half. Of exactly. I remember saying over and over again. So I was just like, yeah, I can't take this. Um, and then the absolute worst thing that I viewed in 2016, 
and I completely blocked it out that this happened in 2016 because we've heard about it for so long, was Nina. And oh, you saw I feel that. like I did see it. Eventually I did see it. Um, I want that time back. I want that money back. I want it all back. And again, glutton for punishment. I knew. I'd heard everything that everyone said, but... I just wanted to see the train wreck for myself, and <laughs> I did, and I immediately blocked it out because until I looked on my spreadsheet and saw that I had indeed watched this film this year, I completely blocked it out. So right. the mind definitely protects itself. That's good to know. <laughs> so, yeah, Nina was just just a train wreck all around. All around. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot. I didn't even realize that even came out. I think... Like, I remember it, like, being just completely annihilated before it even came out, and then mm-hmm. nothing. And I was just yeah. like, oh, I guess I guess we killed it. <laughs> but apparently it's not dead. Yeah, yeah it, it came out, and I unfortunately watched it. Yeah. <laughs> um, my worst is Race, which, um, the, yeah, so it's, have you you said you saw it or you didn't see it? I did not finish it. <laughs> oh, okay. But I did so see a little know. bit of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's not it's really just just shockingly bad. Um, London has fallen is on my list. Um, mm-hmm. Holidays. I'm really just not a fan of horror anthologies, but I tend to watch them every single time they come out in hopes that they'll be better, and they're just not. So there's that. Um, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. That was, you know, it, it seemed like it would be bad, but for some reason I went and saw it anyway, and I was just like, oh, right. it is bad. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> right. Um, Neon Demon, which was really, really terrible um, movie by the director um, who brought us Drive. I just can't seem to make a good movie after that. Um, Cafe Society is one of the latest um, uh, Woody Allen movies. Just just so not good. Um, Bad Moms just annoyed me. It annoyed me. I mean, there are definitely times I chuckled, but I was just like, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> and so I, I leaned more toward that. Batman Batman versus Superman. Keanu with um, the dude from Keenan and Cal. Oh, Key and Peele. Key and Peele. That, it, you know... Gosh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad because they're so funny, and that was so right. not funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I already talked about L, which did make my worst list. Um, Ghostbusters, really, and I would say that it was just really disappointing. But I didn't actually have high hopes, but it actually didn't <laughs> even meet the hopes. It didn't even meet the low hopes that I had. Wow. Um, right, and then Independence Day Resurgence. Um, the, that was so unnecessary to begin with and they prove why. Um, so that's my list. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <sighs> I wanted to see Ghostbusters, but I just never made oh, it. Oh, I thought and, um, you saw it. No. 
No. Uh-huh. Then it was God. Like, it didn't stay here that long. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those movies. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for sticking with us for an extra 15 minutes this evening. And thank you again for all just the great support that you guys have given us for all of 2016. And we hope to, to that you'll be back on board with us next year. And we'll be returning at the top of the year. I do not have that date with me, but in another two or three weeks um, yes. on a Sunday at 6 p.m. It'll be a Twitter chat. Um, and so... Um, Thank you guys once again, and enjoy, happy holidays, and enjoy your new year. Yes, happy holidays, everyone. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.